Hello and welcome to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with siblings and community organizers, Heather Thomas and John Bell. Hello. Hello. Good morning. Thank you all so much for coming in. Heather is the Public Transportation Mobility Manager at UCHRA and John is the Executive Director at Cookville Regional Charitable Foundation. Rolls off the tongue. Yes. (laughs) So many fun acronyms. (laughs) Thank you all so much for coming. Before we dive into all of your work and community involvement, tell us a little bit about your childhood. What kind of values did your parents instill in you? Because here you are working to improve the lives of the Upper Cumberland. Well, first and foremost, I think our parents, we're probably very lucky. Yes. Um, we were very blessed. Our parents are more of, you know, um, lead by example, mm-hmm. really, just a great foundation. It was obvious their dedication to this community that we moved here from Florida. He wasn't born yet, but we had <laughs> we had a pool. I was a popular kid, and we moved to Cookville, left Florida, all of their family, mom and dad's mm-hmm. All of our, and we have a huge family, lots of fun. Um, but moved to Cookville, and it was only going to be three or four years. Step in his career, just a stepping stone. But they fell in love with this community, and yeah. the Upper Upper Cumberland is so beautiful. It has so many rich resources, and just a great place to raise a family. Um, yeah, Cookville's been good to our family. Yes. And- and I, I think we, we pay that back or try to anyway. This is right. just a wonderful place to live. That but, was uh, the foundation, I think, that, you know, just acting in service and everything that they did. Sure. Wonderful neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And uh, learned how to sled and ride bikes and play in the woods and yes. <laughs> get outside a different time back then, I guess. But <laughs> And for the listeners, if you're not familiar, their parents are Bob and Gloria Bell. You might be familiar with them. Yeah, they're good Former ones. president we'll of tech, <laughs> big movers and shakers in the community as well. What was your sibling dynamic like growing up? Well, we have an older brother, David, who's five years older than me. Uh, David and I get the AARP magazine. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> John is eight years younger than me. So my mother would say that she was in, you know, field trips and on the youth uh, member board oh, for yeah, youth choir <laughs> two for, decades. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she spaced her children out, but um, yeah. we were very close and we, we remain close now. Yes, we do. What is your educational background? What kind of training do you have to get into uh, public service and community organizing. Heather, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a Bachelor of Science degree um, in a music minor, so I'm not sure that really was what prepared me for giving back in my community. But I have a heart for people and a passion for – I'm a fixer. I like to help. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not you've sure been what, rescuing animals your uh, whole that's life. Right. <laughs> that's right. I'm, Can't I, see a turtle crossing the road without just, stopping, can you? So. I have. <laughs> All the time, yes. Well, I'm, we need people like you. I'm supposed to be picking up a dog that reminds us of our childhood dog this <laughs> afternoon yes. to foster for the weekend. So I'm I'm hoping John and Misty are want to want to. We're gonna have to come him. visit it. You're yeah. nonstop. So you don't cute. even take the weekends off. <laughs> what about you, John? So I, I had a uh, degree from UTK in history, of all things. I uh, really enjoyed that and thought I would probably be a, a teacher of history at some point, but um, switched gears a bit for my MBA. Came back to town and uh, finished up school here. Brown noser. Immediately (laughs) uh, followed my my wife back to Knoxville. Uh, Knew many folks in Knoxville and uh, fell in love working at uh, Second Harvest Food Bank. 
So you worked at Second Harvest, and then you went to Cookville Regional yes. Charitable Foundation. Yeah, I was at the food bank for 10 years, and then uh, we moved back here eight years ago when and I took this position. Yeah. What is the or what is the mission of the regional Cookville Regional Charitable Foundation? Yeah, so our primary focus is uh, to provide charitable aid directly to patients uh, that live in the Upper Cumberland. So it could be any resident of the Upper Cumberland struggling with disease, sickness, or injury. Most of our referrals, of course, come from the hospital, but we work with any provider, health provider in the Upper Cumberland, can send a referral to us uh, for a patient that is that is struggling. And uh, oftentimes that's uh, a cancer patient. That's about half of the, the requests that we get. And Heather, you're over at the UCHRA, Upper Cumberland Human Resource Agency. What is the mission there and what kind of work do you do? Well, we have wonderful leadership at UCHRA with Linnell Gotze and uh, Megan Spurgeon. And they let me be a part of lots of different programs, but I work in public transportation. So when there's an event in one of our programs, I try to help coordinate transportation for people that, that need it. We get you where you want to go is kind of our motto, but we have a lot of um, discounts for military, for senior citizens, and anyone with a disability can ride our go routes there. It's just 50 cents. So it gets you around town if you want to go to the library or shopping or Walmart or to a movie. You can jump on our go routes for a dollar. And um, for those um, populations that fit the other criteria, you can do 50 cents. It's a great, great trip. For those listening, if they want to take this transportation, do they need to sign up or look at a map? How does all that work? So there are bus shelters around town in Allgood, Cookville. We serve the Upper Cumberlands. We also have a go route in McMinnville and in Crossville. We will also deviate off of, it's called a fixed route. We'll deviate up to three-fourths of a mile off of that route if you have someone unable to walk to a bus station that will pick you up as well. But you you don't have to call ahead if you're going to get to the bus stop. The buses just run every hour. Okay. On those on that route. The route is there's maps also posted on the bus shelters, but it's also on our website as well. And what do you love about working ever over at UCHRA? It's actually really interesting. I I never even thought about public transportation, with the exception of when we would travel. You know, I've, I've used a lot of public transportation um, in other big cities, so it's it's kind of amazing. It's the same public transportation here that it is in Nashville or other larger. Uh, metropolitan areas in New York and everything else. In fact, we go to Nashville three times a day, Monday through Friday. So they will take you to the airport or they'll go to the uh, medical um, complexes in Nashville. Lots of medical trips, um, shopping trips, fun. We have a, a group of senior citizen ladies that go and pick a different lunch place and, and they go weekly. It's that really fun. fun. <laughs> it is fun. It's a lot. And and, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to work with John in um, coordinating trips for cancer patients to the wonderful facilities here at CRMC. And, you know, our bus drivers really get invested in the people that ride with them. It's been um, there's been a lot of wonderful heartwarming stories. There's been you know, consoling a bus driver when we when a patient had yeah. died. You know, he brought her in for treatment and she never went home. And he went back every day, you know, waiting to see if she was going to be discharged. It was, it's it's a lot of human 
care. There really yeah, isn't. There's really not. We see that over just again and again. It's it's people helping people. All these different agencies and whatnot. It's just people helping people. You mm-hmm. know, we're we're not just numbers on a page in the Upper Cumberland. We're still our friends and our neighbors. We know each other. We know your mama. You know my mama. That kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, it's just a great place to be. More with John Bell and Heather Thomas. Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with siblings and community organizers Heather Thomas and John Bell. Heather Thomas works at UCHRA and John Bell works at the Cookville Regional Charitable Foundation. Even though you work in different places, you end up working a lot together and with several agencies in town. Can you give us an idea of your collaborations? Sure. I guess maybe because of our connections um, together as as siblings, um, I've been able, I've been a privilege to help with transportation needs on family engagements. Did you come up with a name with that community coalition? No, we have not come up with a great name for that yet. We need we need some suggestions. <laughs> Recently, John uh, CRMC uh, Charitable Foundation organized a wonderful family engagement at Burke School in Monterey. And so, and then we also worked with Caitlin Steakley at, um, tell me what PEP stands for, I forget. Putnam <laughs> Education Partnership. I knew you would know. He's so <laughs> smart. Um, to provide safe transportation to families um, in mm-hmm. need for the Burks Engagement Night. And it was really, really a wonderful opportunity. Over three, I'd say over 300 people. Yeah, was there a right total 300. count? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, that was such a success because there were so many different groups coming together to offer free resources and just uh, share information about how families can sign up uh, to receive different benefits or uh, different community programs that they may not be aware of. And uh, we were, that was our first one trial run with 300 people there. We were, we were pretty excited. About I that. thought it was successful. Yeah. <laughs> and Is the kids fun? had a good time. Yeah, sorry. No, you go The ahead. kids had a great time. We had, uh, I believe, 26 community partners there. Uh, with resource booths that evening. So just a, a wonderful event, and uh, we look forward to uh, doing that again next semester at Jerry Woodson next time. UCHRA Public Transportation allowed me to go by, um, well, I'm, I'm also the project manager for Community Rides. It's a national rural transportation association grant and so they let me go buy four hundred dollars worth of prizes <laughs> it <laughs> so, went very well oh, how do you choose it was a lot oh listen i had a i had this spinning wheel so the <laughs> the families would come and fill out a survey about transportation that, and um they had a great time it was really fun it's like a game show it was it, great we're gonna have another one when's the next one yes next one will be in november for uh families that are attending jerry Whitson. Is it fun working together or yes. did it take a while to adjust? <laughs> no, no, it is fun, actually. <laughs> no, I think we've relished it. It's been, although at the dinner table, when we started talking about uh, TANF, we also <laughs> served on the TANF um, opportunity pilot grant together. And um, so we would be so excited about something that had happened or, you know, I'd have some questions or whatever. We'd all sit down at a family dinner with his family, my daughter and our parents, the big crew, and we would be talking and once or twice, I don't know if it was your wife yeah, or my Yeah, they'd roll their eyes at us a Yeah, they'd bit. be like, is the TANF discussion over? And we're like, no, it's just so exciting. We were- Can y'all tell us a little bit about the grant you've been working on recently? Sure. 
Um, the Upper Cumberland Human Resource Agency served as a backbone for the TANF Opportunity Grant here in the um, state of Tennessee. We applied for a grant. And what was unique, we think, about our partnership called Empower UC was, you know, taking a look at the system that serves low-income families in the Upper Cumberland and trying to find innovative ways to increase the prosperity of the people in this region. And we can't do that alone. So we seek, we sought out um, partnerships and leadership, which came w- without you know hesitation. It was truly amazing. The partners for this planning grant um, were, of course, CRMC Charitable Foundation, the Tennessee Technological University, the Upper Cumberland Workforce, the Highland Economic Partnership. We also partnered with Circles USA, which is um, what we would. We propose that the participants or low-income families would go through this 12-week, I mean, what do you call it? Yeah, training. Training, yeah. So to speak. It's kind of like a program. It's a program. That really teaches them not just here are your resources, but here's a pathway to increasing your education. Or if you have a barrier, child care or... um, some in substance abuse, or if there's been domestic violence, or if there's a judicial issue that's not been resolved, helping these families move beyond the barrier that is keeping them in poverty, and how we could better um, utilize our resources. And I think what made this partnership unique as well was incorporating nonprofits and churches in the area in volunteer hours to really be a steward, to really be more of a mentor to give support Mm -hmm. to these families because there's just a lot, you don't know what you don't know. You know, if you don't see um, an opportunity on the horizon, you can't work towards it. And if you have only been in a, in a, um, a third, there's nothing wrong with a third shift job. But if you've had to quit that job because there were no daycares that provided, you know, your child a safe place to be while you went to work, and instead you just stayed home and and didn't see any opportunities, then you don't know what to do. You're stuck. You don't know how to get out of that. And if that's the only job that you felt like you could get, you know, then they just, it's, it's a cycle you can't break. That's right. So you just stay at that minimum wage job rather than leaving. You you don't have any choices. Many of these groups work together all the time. I mean, uh, we're we're calling other um, service providers and uh, case managers at many of these organizations uh, that are partnered for TANF grant. Uh, We're we're calling them daily uh, in what we do at the hospital foundation, uh, trying to plug in patients who are struggling to other resources. And, of course, what we find is they're all doing the same thing. And there's 45 different agencies calling each other. It's frustrating and difficult for us as case managers to align the needs of these clients we're trying to help. It's 12 times as hard for the, the clients to do it on their own. And they're bouncing back and forth from government resource to nonprofit to other nonprofit to government resource and then back and forth because they've got to submit reports and progression things and all this red tape, red tape mm-hmm. stuff, just bureaucratic stuff that, that it'll drive, drives you crazy. And if you're doing that for 20 different groups, it's a full-time job. When, when do they have time to go to work when right. they're filling all this stuff out? This has got to change. And this TANF opportunity is, uh, we think, going to be the shot in the arm to take us there to the next level. Took a look at, you know, the needs and the gaps in the system. 
between the human resources, but also the nonprofits in the area and kind of looked at what can we do to give a universal kind of outlook and navigate the system Mm -hmm. together. So instead of um, a single mom who's, you know, left a domestic violence situation and is homeless, having to go through her story 10 different times to get 10 different programs to find out if she's eligible, you know, and she's trying to find a job, but yet, you know, she has to be at one of these agencies almost every day. When does she have time Mm -hmm. to you know, actually work towards an education or a better job. And so I love the leadership at Empower UC Collaboration, Director Megan Spurgeon. This was really her brainchild for a year, you know, for a while now. She would talk about it. This is the divine moment where everything has kind of come together in this grant. More with John Bell and Heather Thomas after the break. Hello and welcome back to the chat. I'm Caroline Moore and today I'm chatting with siblings and community organizers, Heather Thomas and John Bell. What are some of the needs of our community that have surprised you or that you just didn't know about until you started working with the public? There's been a lot of things. In public transportation, I still find people call it U-carts. Upper Cumberland Human Resource Agency's public transportation hasn't been called U-carts for a decade, probably. But... They have a stigma that it's just for medical trips or something. So public transportation is for everybody, for the people that come here to see our beautiful uh, resources. You fly in, you you want to camp somewhere or whatever, <laughs> you can use public transportation. Like I mentioned earlier, we go to Nashville three times a day. I just um, want everyone to know that public transportation is for everyone of all ages, and it's affordable, um, it's reliable, and I think our drivers are amazing. And they care so deeply about their patients. Um, And they're great communities. Yes, yes. I just love the personal care and the accountability. You know, we don't just see something and keep walking and talk about someone had a problem. Mm -hmm. Here, we stop and we try to help or fix the problem. And that's what I love. It's kind of my calling. (laughs) A fixer. Yeah. Very open community, very easy to work with other groups. You know, we're blessed that. Our government agencies actually talk to one another. That's right. fairly rare. Um, and our nonprofits tend to approach things collaboratively instead of uh, trying to divide things up and, and draw lines. Um, so I'm, I'm really proud to be a part of that. Uh, surprising things in our community, um, of course, being in the healthcare field, I, I see a lot of the horror stories, but uh, dental needs are, are an extreme need. There's many insurances that don't cover dental needs, and that causes a whole um, – landslide of medical problems uh, the longer that that goes on. And and we have many families in our community that uh, just don't have proper dental care for decades. Um, so there's there's several groups in town trying to, to do more uh, for that. And then, uh, you know, as a society, just in general, um, we have gotten away from our primary care physicians. And that has really changed the healthcare landscape uh, here and across the nation. Uh, yeah, I read that the um, children... Um, levels or the number of children that have gotten vaccinated because of COVID hmm. is like 75% less than before COVID, but, you know, children that were getting their well visits sure. and getting vaccinated. And that, that's going to be dropped. alarming as well. Yeah. It's going to be interesting over mm-hmm. the next year to see how this all pans out. But. <laughs> I hope we can catch up. You just had a RAM clinic. So that, that's a wonderful thing for we the did. community. We did, yeah. As Remote well. Area Medical uh, is a wonderful group. Uh, comes in once a year at Cookville High School every every um, every break, 
and uh, they do a three-day medical clinic there and provide free dental and vision. And uh, we help organize part of the host group who uh, is at Tennessee Tech students volunteering their their wonderful time uh, to organize uh, that clinic and get all the food and all the volunteer needs, all the materials, get everything set up, take care of the physicians and the, the dental students that come in from across the country to volunteer. Um, we saw a little over 400 patients this year at that, that three-day clinic. Um, normally, we see about 800. Uh, we imagine it was down because of high gas prices uh, at the moment. But, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful need. Uh, uh, Duo um, uh, Mobile Medicals, another great volunteer-led group that's starting to engage uh, um, healthcare professionals in, in volunteering to do uh, um, on-hand kind of general health screenings and dental screenings. Uh, so I'm excited about the activities that are happening in the community just to provide free health care. Um, and on the backside of things, of course, we see those requests come in all the time for, for ongoing needs. Do y'all see any future collaborations happening or are you just so swamped with this grant you can't even think about anything no, else? No, <laughs> you know... I we, don't think there was any planning in all the collaboration we've done. <laughs> he is the one that organizes things and says, hey, do you want to be a part of this? And I say, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think we're going to get this grant. I feel yeah. good about it. Everyone did a fabulous job. Megan and Mark did amazing at presenting it. Uh, Megan's done just uh, She's fantastic. She's superwoman. Yeah. yeah, fantastic job organizing this thing, getting everybody on board. The coalition of folks willing to work together, something powerful, I think, is happening in the Upper Cumberland right now. And we will realign the charity system with or without this grant uh, one way or another. It's already happening. Um, so I, I'm hoping we get that nice shot in the arm to make it real easy and smooth. Right. But with or without it, um, you know, I hope everyone knows um, or, or, or not knows. I hope you're involved and directly helping these different groups work together and tear down some of that red tape so we can we can better serve families. Absolutely. And there is information on that grant at empoweruppercumberland.org. We've had the benefit of um, having a family advisory board meet as we went along and our different core partners and our we've done we've speak, spoke to about 500 people, focus groups, one on ones um, over what hundreds of employers mm -hmm. really had the opportunity to sit down with people. What are the needs? What are the gaps? How can we make this better? you know, create a pathway for success. And really, it looks like it's going to have the best impact. And like you said, the coalition has has formed. And, and we are going to work together with or yeah. without the money to make things better because it's we're in we're at a crisis we are. for yeah. low income families. Yeah, low income families are, are really getting pinched. And we've you know, you know, this uh, so many are right on the edge. They're one thing from being bankrupt. And, you know, our housing prices have skyrocketed. There's there's no hardly any low-income housing available mm -hmm. in the Upper Cumberland anymore. Used to be you could move a little bit further outside town or over to the next town and you could be fine. No, it's everywhere. The, that housing bubble is is, is truly exploded. Um, Health care costs aren't going down any, that's for sure. Now you got food costs and ga gas costs going up, but wages are somewhat stagnant uh, for that particular group. So... We really do have a large segment of our population being pinched from all sides. And the way the charity uh, structure has been in the past, so fragmented, and uh, like Heather said, with that benefit cliff, as soon as you start progressing, you're doing better, you fall off that cliff, you lose your free uh, daycare, you lose you know, your food stamps or your other benefits, 
So your success sets you back, and we want to change that structure. If someone is listening right now and they wanted to get some assistance from your agencies, what are the best ways that they can find you online or in town? Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for uh, the Hospital Foundation, it's cookvilleregionalcharity.org. Um, that'll give you a little more information about how you can request assistance or how your provider can request specific assistance if, uh, if you have a medical need. And the collaboration for the Empower UC would love to, we would invite all organizations that want to be a part of this initiative, whether you have a church member that would like to volunteer or a business that would like to interview one of our candidates. Um, that website, again, is empoweruppercumberland.org. And if you need public transportation, that's ucpublictransit.com. Heather and John, thank you so much for coming in today. And thank you for all your work. Thank you for improving the lives of the Upper Cumberland. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you can you, also call one eight three three uc trips if you need to schedule a transfer. <laughs> like, so some people don't get on the website. So there Got is it. a phone number. One eight three three UC trips.